it's Sam and Scott from Ship It Studios Premier Wrestling Podcast, Above the Ring. And Sam, let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record their content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio-quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away, and it will sound like you're sitting in the same room. Did you know that it's as easy to use as Zoom, but it gives much higher quality audio and video recordings? Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a platform to put over for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using uh, Riverside.fm. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside.fm. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for your supersized edition of a SmackDown study. Had ourselves a two and a half hour ridiculous super show, and it was something special tonight. You know, we have SmackDown going two and a half hours, and we have... AW Rampage with their YouTube buy-in show starting at 9 o'clock, and then obviously their Rampage show starting at 10 o'clock. So it felt different tonight. Um, it was it was a nice, nice pickup because both Sam and I got to do our live tweeting, um, bouncing back and forth. It was fun to see our fans on Twitter kind of bounce back and forth between the shows or some completely, you know, going over to AEW and, and some staying with WWE. And it was, it was a lot of fun. If stuff like this continues, then I feel like this, this can be, this could be the beginning of something real fun. So, so we'll see. But this show tonight, whoo, boy, oh boy. Was it a good one? If if we're gonna if we're gonna go and have you know moments like this and shows kind of going after one another, this is how you this is how you want to start off. A sh- uh, you know, uh, I want to say I don't want to call it a rivalry or a war or whatever because those are always premature. But if this is that first shot, then. We, we could be on to something here. However, SmackDown itself, kicking off with Rated R Superstar himself, Edge, coming out and having yet a, another ridiculous promo leading into his Hell in a Cell match with Seth Rollins at Crown Jewel this upcoming Thursday. Edge never misses with his promos. He hasn't for a long time. And the fact that it just, man, I wasn't already invested in this feud, but after this promo and Seth's a little bit later in the show, 
I'm all in on this match. Like, I can't wait. And the fact that it's hell, it's being held in Hell in a Cell, you know, at uh, a special pay-per-view. See, this, this, this is why I think the gimmick pay-per-views, some of them anyway, should go by the wayside, including Hell in a Cell. This is what Hell in a Cell is made for. The ending of a feud, something that, you know, there's there's no other way to get around it. This is it. This is what this gimmick match is supposed to be for. So if you want to kind of scrap it and go from there, that's fine. They've already, or at least the reports are saying that they've canceled TLC for December because they're focusing on the January 1st pay-per-view. That's good. Less pay-per-views are better because the storylines can then be built better. And especially if they're good wrestlers that are in the stories, they can tell you a better story, not have it be rushed. So I think this is a good move all around. And I'm very excited to see where this ends up. Hopefully, like I said, less pay-per-views, better storytelling. But this match, dear Lord, it's going to be a bloodbath, and I'm completely okay with it. (laughs) Our first match of the night, though, was SmackDown's semifinal match for the King of the Ring tournament as Finn Balor took on Sami Zayn. And, you know, SmackDown was was on fire on all cylinders. <laughs> this match was fantastic. I love the fact that it made you almost believe that Sami was going to win. But Finn does end up getting the victory and will now await the winner of Xavier Woods and Jinder Mahal. Now, we all know how much Xavier Woods has been pushing and pushing and pushing for King of the Ring. It's back. Now, I understand Finn is, you know, quote unquote, a face. And traditionally with these things, you have a face versus a heel. So, if you look at it that way, you would think that gender would win. But I swear to God, if they don't have Xavier Woods win on Monday and then again on Thursday, there's going to be problems. I'm telling you, like Xavier Woods, he needs a character refresh. You give him King of the Ring. The sky is the limit here. So they just need to do it. After that, we moved on to what I thought was supposed to be, and obviously I wasn't alone in this, a singles match between Naomi and Sonya Deville. However, Sonya now completely drunk with power, uses that power to her advantage and makes this match a two-on-one handicap match with her partner being Sonya Deville. Um, I'm sorry. Now, yes, she's going to have herself as her <laughs> as her handicap partner. No. Uh, Sonya Deville had Shayna Baszler, who was drafted over to SmackDown during the draft, be her tag team partner for this match. And when I say tag team partner, I, I, I only mean that in the words because this was... Not a traditional two-on-one handicap match. 
this was a beatdown of Naomi by both Sonia, Sonia and by Shayna. Well, Shayna did all the work. Sonia picks up the pin. So I think I thought they did a, a good job forwarding, you know, along this storyline. And the day we both get or the day we all get Sonia versus Shane. Um, oh my God. See, I got all the S names all, all screwed up. <laughs> Once we get Sonia versus Naomi in an actual one on one match, it's going to be fantastic. Um, it might even lead to maybe Sonia no longer being, um, you know, a, an official and going back to being a wrestler. So that's that's the hope. Um, although I have enjoyed her being an authority figure, uh, I really honestly hope that they eventually split her and Adam Pierce apart. Maybe one go to one show, one go to the other, and then we end up having ourselves um, like a general manager esque type feud between Raw and Samantha. I think that'd be great. So we'll see. So, like I said, after that, that we had the drip master himself seth rollins uh, out with his uh two-faced slash poker-esque style suit um his his suits have been getting a little crazy lately and i think that's on purpose he's just seeing how 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 outlandish he can get with these suits so he comes out he further delivers another great promo of his own about talking about the match with edge at hell um inside hell in a cell um he talks about how (laughs) how um he's been inside the cell himself and how he's already been scarred by it and i was just like no seth nobody wants to remember what happened between you and the fiend when uh there was a dq in a hell in a cell match which is not supposed to happen so yeah <laughs> after that we had our queen's crown semifinal match as carmella took on Zelina vega and with this one unfortunately like the others they didn't get all that much time um which is a shame but um there was a ladies' agreement between Carmella and Zelina Vega that they would not attack each other's faces, uh, that it would be a clean wrestling match uh, between, uh, you know, two queens and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it was it was pretty fair for the first, like, minute. And then uh, Carmella super kicked um, Zelina in the face. And actually, it, the way... The way it kind of worked after that was kind of perfect. You see them kind of zoom in on Zelina's face and her her lipsticks would smeared across her face because of the kick. And Carmella's apologizing. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do it, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Vega's like, F this shit. Jumps on her. Luthez press style. Starts pounding on her face. Carmella rolls out of the ring to you know have the ladies put her mask on but unfortunately when she rolls out of the ring she stops and just kind of stares and the camera pans and who's holding the mask but Liv morgan so that feud continues to roll on and i'm very happy about that because anytime we get to see some Liv morgan on television it is a good time so carmella scared after that rolls back in the ring and Zelina Vega able to capitalize and get the win. 
Zelina on fire lately, qualifies for the finals of the Queen's Crown Tournament. We'll be going to Saudi Arabia for, for a crown jewel to compete to become the Queen of the Ring. But she has a formidable foe in either Dewdrop or Shayna Baszler, which we'll find out on Raw on Monday um, to see who will be her challenger. So Zelina still has an uphill climb, um, but she's in the finals. So that's pretty awesome. After that, we had what I first thought was supposed to be the best moment of SmackDown. It's happy talk <laughs> with Cor- uh, Baron Corbin and uh, Madcap Moss. But it was c- quickly interrupted, uh, but not before, you know, Corbin and Madcap got some more shots in on, on Kevin Owens. Um, but it was quickly interrupted by Rick Boogs and the now inter- only Intercontinental Champion Shinsuke Nakamura <clears throat> come out for a jam session. And I was able to actually grab a photo real quick on my phone um, of Shinsuke, Boogs, and Pat McAfee rocking out during the uh, <laughs> during the entrance. Um, and I, I captured it with said, I take this back. This is the best part of SmackDown. So um, that was fantastic. I enjoyed it very much. But then we quickly transitioned over to... Another ridiculously good match on this card tonight. It was for the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. It was the Street Profits challenging the Usos. And I'm telling you, this match was fantastic. Like, like I don't think, I mean, besides the shortness of the women's um, Queen's Crown match, every match on this card was fantastic. Street Profits, I thought we're going to take the titles. Not going to lie. I'm like, wait, they're moving over to Raw. This this is, well, but it just, it, it made me forget that they were drafted. Usos do end up retaining, but I'm telling you, this was, I, I, it's hard to rank these matches tonight. I'm not even joking. It's, they're, they're just, they were so good. <laughs> so we then move on to, the last 40 some odd minutes or 30 some odd minutes of the show all being commercial free and our main event match of the night becky lynch taking on sasha banks now becky had an interesting promo before this match stating that she has not been pinned in three almost three years now when i heard this i was like oh well you might have just jinxed yourself or this will turn into a thing and she'll just continue to just steamroll through everybody. Now, this match itself, again, fantastic stuff. Um, I would, you know, I can't even say this is the best match tonight because honestly, this one, the men's um, King of the Ring semifinal. And the tag match was just outstanding. I don't know. I don't know. But the match was great the whole time. But it got a little hairy at the end 
which I kind of expected because Bianca Belair was also down at ringside uh, on commentary for this match, obviously scouting her competition before the match come crown jewel. Now we get an interesting tidbit here as Bianca Belair will actually be on raw this upcoming Monday and will be challenging Charlotte for the raw women's championship. Now Charlotte drafted over to SmackDown. It throws in an interesting wrinkle. So if Bianca say were to win on Monday, she'd go into the triple threat match as the raw women's champion going for the SmackDown championship. Maybe having two different belts. They referenced that during the show, uh, during the match. But Bianca's like, no, 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 I'm not going to be Bianca two belts. I'm going to come up with something a little bit better uh, than something that's, you know, synonymous with Becky Lynch. And I'm like, all right, all right, I see you. I see you. So she doesn't really, she doesn't get involved until an unfortunate incident happens. Uh, Becky and Sasha are fighting on the outside and Sasha gets pushed into Becky. uh, I'm sorry, into Bianca. Bianca kind of puts up her hands and block her. And then Becky goes in for a forearm to Sasha. Sasha dives out of the way and Bianca gets attacked. Um, So Bianca's laid out. Sasha and Becky continue to fight inside the ring. And while we get towards the end, Becky was put into the, the bank statement and she begins to crawl towards the ropes, crawls herself out of the rope, uh, you know, through the ropes and, and tries to grab onto the metal stairs, onto the steel stairs. And all of a sudden she realizes at the last second, Bianca's coming with her hair whipped and goes to whip and Becky able to get her hand out at the last moment. But the distraction was enough. Because Sasha was able to roll her over and pin her. So, like we talked about, that th- almost three-year streak is obviously now over. And Sasha Banks gets a whole lot of momentum going into Crown Jewel. Um, obviously, with everything that's going to be happening on Raw, it, it, one, it makes me wonder if there's going to be some type of retribution for that. Um, with obviously Becky moving over to Raw as well, so we'll see. Um, and then after that, it was your contract signing for the Universal Championship at Crown Jewel between Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar. Champ makes his way out. Lesnar then makes his way out. Obviously, Roman's sitting at the head of the table because obviously... <laughs> And he he has Paul Heyman read the contract to make sure everything's up to snuff. Paul reads it, gives his counsel saying that, you know, everything is as Roman requested and his counsel is for him to sign the contract. Roman goes, all right, Roman signs the contract. They then hand it over to Brock. Brock doesn't even read it. He literally just stares at Roman, flips it open, signs his name somewhere, closes it, drops it back on the table. And Roman's like, starts laughing. Roman picks up the mic, goes, are you some kind of dumb idiot? Like, you don't read the contract? Like, what are you talking about? And Lesnar just starts laughing. And I'm like, oh, wait, something's happening. So Lesnar picks up the mic and says, Roman, I had read the contract this morning. With my advocate, 
Paul Heyman. Paul looks like he's seen a ghost, immediately loses all color in his face. Roman looks like he just got punched in the face. And Brock just laughs and leaves the ring. Now, it makes you wonder, is this mind games? Is this what actually happened? We don't know. And that's the best thing. We hopefully will find out at Crown Jewel, but I don't know. So, like I said, SmackDown tonight, fantastic. I put out a poll like we normally always do when it comes to Monday and Friday shows. So let us know what you think. Go to our Twitter handle at Above the Ring. Let us know what you think. You know, the standard A through F grading. We already have ourselves a bunch of votes. And right now the majority are A, which I do agree with. So let us know what you think. And guys, thank you so much for listening. We always appreciate you. If you don't already, like I said, please follow us on Twitter at Above the Ring. You can find us on Facebook, on Instagram, and on YouTube as Above the Ring. You can find myself pretty much everywhere as Scotty J Stream. You can find this podcast on pretty much every podcasting platform that is out there. If uh, you listen to one and went on on it, uh, just let us know. We'll add ourselves to it, and that way you can do your one-stop shopping. Uh, with all your podcast needs and uh, add a little bedlam from your day from above the ring. Guys, once again, thank you so much for listening. Most importantly, though, do not forget to ship it and join the bedlam. Have a good night. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.